Welcome to the 23 Minutes in Hell podcast. Author and speaker Bill Weiss and his wife Annette address the many questions we all have about hell and eternity. Bill and Annette believe the subject of hell shouldn't grip us with fear, but instead, it should inspire us to use our time on earth wisely. Thank you for listening to my wife and I. Today we will be sharing a personal story. My wife's dad's graduation to heaven last month. Yes, my precious dad, his name uh, his name is Stanley. He went to be with Jesus in early October. And he is a gentle, gracious soul who loves the Lord and loves people. Dad had a G-tube or a stomach tube so he could receive liquid formula as his sole source of nutrition each day. And he had this tube for almost seven years, which is a long time to not eat, you know, <laughs> for sure. Can't and, imagine that. And, and my dad, you know, he never complained about not being able to eat all those years. Dad came to the Lord when he was about 50 years old, and he passed at the age of 90, so he had a long, full life, and my dad was in the insurance field all of his life. He worked hard, he was a faithful person, and he really enjoyed going to church when he still drove a car, and later in life, he attended an online Bible study. And many years ago, after he retired from the insurance industry, he really enjoyed working with Bill in real estate. And hon, would you like to share something about that? Yes. You know, he was really sharp with computers, and he was meticulous at documenting everything and made graphs and charts showing progress or comparisons. And he was very personable. Uh, He just loved people and would easily start up conversations with just about anybody and was so friendly, courteous, and caring. You know, I never saw him angry. He was always up and cheerful and shared the Lord with everyone. He never missed a chance to tell someone about how good Jesus is. You know, so he really was enjoyable to work with. Like I said, always positive, uplifting, and sharp as a tack. He had his mind right to the end. He did, I know, and that was part of what was so difficult, too, because he was sharp. You know, the most difficult time was probably dad's last couple of weeks at home on hospice. You know, for anyone, it's tough to watch your loved one's life fading and seeing them in a failing body. Now, he didn't experience anything, or we didn't, I should say, we didn't experience anything supernatural as he passed in the early morning before I could check on him. And he obviously experienced an angel or two, though, escorting him to heaven, and I was relieved, actually, and happy for him, free from that failing body. You know, you have a mix of emotions, you know, when your loved one goes, Um, but dad was, you know, he did have a long life, Um, and of course, at times, I still, you know, experience tears and sadness as I miss him, but knowing he is in heaven, um, having a glorious time, and that I'll be with him again is very comforting. That's right. You know, but this life is actually so brief in comparison to eternity. Listen to these few verses. James 4.14 says, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Psalms 102.11 says, My days are like a shadow that lengthens, and I wither away like grass. Psalms 103.15, as for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. 1 Peter 1.24 says, all flesh is as grass, 
and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away. Those are amazing verses, really. I mean, that's God's viewpoint of how short our life is. Right. We're like grass. It just fades away. I know. know. And that was another thing, too. It makes me think of my dad who had a green thumb. Of course, I didn't quite inherit it, (laughs) inherit that as well as he did. But I think about just house plants and plants you might have in your yard and how you try to care for them and then how quickly they can just die. Right. Right? Not enough water or sun sunshine or whatever. Bugs, pestilence. And that's what God compares our life to. Yes. Just like a blade of grass. So we may think it's long. You know, we live 90 or 100 years even. But that is nothing like a vapor compared to eternity. So we have to have an eternal perspective. So true. And, you know, but I, I know grieving is so different for every person. And I'm not comparing. Bill and I are not experts in this area at all. And um, But an elderly parent's passing is quite different also from a parent losing a child. Right. And I don't think actually, Bill, I've grieved that much. Um, as my 87 year old mom broke her hip two days before dad went to heaven. So my focus has been on helping her and thank God she is recovering. But Bill, what does the Bible most importantly, um, say about grieving or loss of a loved one? Well, it's interesting, you know, numbers twenty twenty nine says, And when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they mourned for Aaron 30 days, even all the house of Israel. Then Deuteronomy 34, 8 says, And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. Now it's interesting, Unger's commentary, page 278, says, The Israelites honored him for uh, a 30-day mourning period. Then Jameson Fawcett Brown's commentary, page 166, says, Seven days was the usual period of mourning, but for persons of high rank or official eminence, it was extended to 30. And then one more verse, Genesis 50, verse 3 through 10, And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. He observed seven days of mourning for his father. Now, it first says, though, in that uh, chapter that they fasted and mourned for 40 days, but that was the Egyptian. Uh, was uh, that their custom? Custom. Oh. And so he did, they did do it for 40 days, and then, uh, then he went and observed the seven days that the Bible mentions. It's a seven, less a man of importance, even though his dad was a man of importance. So that was an interesting verse, but... The point is that there's two reasons. So importance was for 30 days, but also we'll get to another point about that. So Bill, so why does God say not to grieve more than 30 days in the Old Testament? Well, I'll read this then. Matthew Henry's commentaries, page 288 says, how great soever out, uh, out losses. How great soever out losses have been. He's very poetic how he yeah. speaks sometimes. Yeah. In, in that. How great soever. I don't, I don't quite get, understand how, how this is saying. How that. great soever out our losses have been. I'm guessing it means our losses have been. I guess so. We must not abandon ourselves to perpetual grief. We must suffer the wound at least to heal up in time. If we hope to go to heaven rejoicing, why should we resolve to go to the grave mourning? Okay, so he's saying that we must uh, only allow the wound for a time. And, and the time is 30 days, a lot of people say, uh, as far as that going past that point 
it, it gets too uh, too much to bear harm to your body. Yeah, I know that grieving too much may, and maybe that's why God put some kind of limit on it, even though I know we're not saying you can only grieve for 30 days, because it just, again, it's so different for everyone and a child versus an elderly parent and so forth. It's a process. But grieving too much may begin to cause um, a person to have health issues, as grief is heaviness, and the Bible calls it a spirit right? And God knows this. Uh, so he provided a limit. That's, that would be our, our opinion, right, Bill? So, right, So right. as not to harm us in the process. Exactly. Um, of course, a person will still experience loss and miss that person throughout their lives, but the loss is not to keep us in this heavy mourning or state of depression, right? right? And there's a few verses that indicate this. You know, Proverbs seventeen twenty two says, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Well, dry bones would not be healthy. You know, Job 21, 24 says his bones are moistened with marrow. Now, that's the person that serves God. So that's a blessing to have moistened bones, not dry bones. And it's saying that a broken spirit dries the bones. So, you know, if you're mourning for more than 30 days, uh, you have a broken spirit. That's a good point. You know, and then Psalms 102, 4 says, my heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I, I forget to eat my bread. So your heart being smitten causes it to wither like grass. Well, that's not a good thing for your heart. So if you keep dwelling on this loss, then I think it's harmful after uh, 30 days. Proverbs fifteen thirteen: a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. So again, sorrowful heart causes a broken spirit, and that would cause your heart and your body, uh, physical damage. You know, Proverbs 14, 30 says, a sound heart is the life of the flesh. So we want a sound heart. That's the center point, life to our flesh. So we don't want a broken spirit that's causing our heart to have issues. Sure, but, you know, God does ex expect everyone's going to go through a grieving process, right? Right, right. And so, uh, we're, again, we're not saying it can limited to 30 days, but each person needs to be stay close to the Lord and seek Him through that healing process. Right. So you don't become sick, you know, because a broken spirit or a grieving heart, obviously from those verses, as you shared, can cause depression, which in turn can cause sickness, and we must keep in mind that if our friend or our loved one were saved, they would be in heaven, a far better place. And most importantly, we will be with them again. That's right. You know, and what verses, Bill, can bring us some comfort or encouragement through this time? Well, there's a few here. Second Corinthians 1, verse 3 through 5 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Then Psalm 73, verse 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. John 16, 22, So with you now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Now, this is Jesus talking to those disciples when he was getting ready to leave. Uh, now is your time of grief, talking about he's getting ready to leave. It was temporary. Right, temporary. And then they, then they will rejoice. Uh, okay, so Matthew 5, 4 says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. 
So the Lord will wrap his arms of love and comfort around those who are trusting in him. Psalms 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So these are promises in the word that God will help us going through these difficult times. That's why it's so important to read the scriptures while we are going through these times, even if it's through tears and heartache, you right. know, just to declare these and read them and thank the Lord. And as we do that, healing comes. Right. And then Revelation 21, 4 says, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. That's talking about in heaven. He'll wipe away all tears and there'll be no more death, no more sorrow. So death is an enemy. And so when we lose our loved ones, it is, is, it's the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. But we'll be delivered from all that and we'll be in heaven. You can you know? totally see that. And then Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So we can uh, stand on his word, confess his word, and, and have that hope of assurance that we're going to see our loved ones in heaven. Absolutely. You know, and God knows we'll more or experience grief, but the effects will lessen with time. And, and something to keep in, in our remembrance is it is a season. It is not forever. Right. Now, that's if our loved ones were saved. Sure, exactly. That's what we're, yeah, presupposing here. Yes, right. absolutely. Um, you know, and I remember reading online some of this, but I think it was interesting in um, the case with Jesus and Lazarus in the book of John, chapter 11, if you read about Lazarus dying, we learn that Jesus obviously lost a loved one. I mean, he Jesus was deeply moved when Lazarus died, and he wept at the loss of his friend in John eleven thirty five. Right, and he then went to the tomb and commanded, of course, Lazarus to be you know rise from the dead, and he did. That's right. And I love the verse. Of course, Jesus said in John. Uh, 1125, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Boy, what a wonderful promise. We don't have to ever die. I mean, eternally, we will live forever in heaven if we know Jesus Christ, if we've repented of our sins. Yes, and Jesus overcame death through his resurrection. It is comforting, so comforting to know that death is not the end for those who believe. And those who know Jesus as Lord and Savior will have eternal life. And we're experiencing it even beginning now when you're born again uh, here on this earth. And God has prepared a new home for us where there will be no more death, no more tears or pain, as you mentioned, Bill, in Revelation 21 and also in John 14, too. Right. You know, death is merely a changing of address. Now, grief is only destructive when we get stuck there and refuse to let God heal our hearts. Let's uh, keep an eternal perspective and realize that we are only mortal beings. We really live, uh, we really live on this earth only a short time compared to eternity. You know, how we respond to life's difficulties will either draw us closer to God or we can choose to become bitter. Our daily choices, both seemingly insignificant choices and the significant ones, will affect our eternity. You know, Jesus said in John 5, 29, all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the res resurrection of damnation. 
And also the resurrection, of, he's talking about those who have done good. The good is those who have repented of their sin and received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Not just done good works. He's not just referring to that. That's okay, a good. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, that's a good distinction. You know, and Jesus um, also said in Matthew sixteen twenty six, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? And this is the most important decision of our lives. That's right. Choosing Jesus or rejecting him. So crucial. You know, and as for those who are uh, grieving, remember this verse. Psalms 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to leave us a rating or comment. We value your feedback. Stay in touch and learn more about this ministry by visiting us at soulchoiceministries.org.